Welcome to the Leap with Japa, the podcast that bridges continents and connects stories. Join us as we dive into the vibrant world of international education, explore diverse cultures, and share the extraordinary journeys of students far from home. Whether you're dreaming of studying abroad or already embarking on this adventure through other means, Leap with Japa is your companion in navigating the exciting, challenging, and transformative world of global education. Let's leap into today's episode. Hello, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Leap with Jaka. My name is Saheed. So today I'm going to talk about preparing for grad school. So, you know, you've gotten your visa, you've, you know, said your goodbyes, you know, everything is going on fine. Uh, but now you're going to prepare for grad school. And I'm going to be talking about first bit is finding accommodation. How do you find accommodation where you're going to stay? Uh, the next thing is securing securing graduate assistantships. You know, where do I find an assistantship? I'll talk about what that means. And then um, the last one is, you know, preparing for grad school. You know, what exactly do I need to have set up for me to um, get into grad school? So that's what we're going to talk about. So the first one is final recommendation. Um, so one of the things you need to immediately know is you have to stay somewhere. Now, there are usually options for you to stay. Either you want to stay on campus or you want to stay uh, with friends. Uh, but one thing that you need to understand is you need to know what state you're going to be in. So do they have public transport? You know, so if they have public transport, how do I get to school? You know, so you need to know that's the first bit. Does the area you live have public transport? If they do have public transport, you need to then figure out you know, what kind of buses go to this school? You know, what time do the buses leave? Uh, that's, you know, you primarily need to know um, the timing of your classes. So what times do your classes take place? Do they take place in the mornings? Do they take place in the evenings? Um, so most grad schools usually tend to have evening classes because people go to work. But there are some grad schools. My PhD program, for example, when I was going to classes, was in the morning. So you need to know exactly when you're going to be going to classes, which will determine where you're going to stay, which will determine how you're going to get to school. So that's the first bit. Know exactly where, uh, when your classes are. Um, secondly, I would typically advise that you pick up accommodation outside. Don't do accommodation within the school. One, because the ones within the school is, it's a business. So they're going to charge you a lot of money because they're going to, they're trying to make money it is what it is so you know we've discussed in an episode where you need to figure out your cost of living so this is on the um this is on the presumption that you've, you've picked a place that has low cost of living so that's what we have that's the first thing you need to do so now you've figured out what time your classes are the next thing is where you're going to stay. How far away are you going to stay? 
So for me, for my own experience, what I did, uh, I went to Prairie View A&M. Um, I found, you know, I did a research on accommodations near the school and I found a couple of them. And I needed to know how far the school is from the accommodation. It wasn't far, it was walkable. But there's one thing I want you to keep in mind, the weather. So if you're gonna be in a place that is pretty far from school, you need to know that it's not, not far from school, but walkable. You need to know what they call winter. Winter is very cold. Forget whatever cold you've been walking in winter to class in the evening or even in the morning is brutal hard. So you need to factor that in. If you live in a state where there's no public transport, you have to know that you need a car. You have to figure out how to get a car. So that's one thing you have to know. Where do I get a car? Another thing is you need to reach out to the local community of students. Where are the students living? How can you reach out to them? A typical example would be to look on Facebook page, uh, Facebook groups, on Facebook pages. Reach out to current students, ask them for accommodation options, and then, you know, you reach out to who is in charge. For me, what I did for Prairie View was I found a lady that had a housing, and I filled up a rental agreement. I got someone to pay, uh, to help pay for me uh, for the um, initial deposit. I, luckily for me, then PayPal in Nigeria was still working. And I was able to essentially send a PayPal transfer to someone. And, you know, so it's always very good to do your research. Please do not just land in the U.S. and assume that is a place for you. It's not good. It's usually very, very embarrassing at first and also shows lack of preparation because everything here in the system works. Make sure also that you do something within your budget. Please be aware that your bills and your rent are separate. So if you find a place, oh, this place is very cheap. There are there are some hidden things, so you need to know that the place is very good. Bills and your uh, rent is different. So when someone, but if the bill says, oh, it's $400 in all-inclusive, ask inclusive of what? Does it include internet? Does it include trash? Does it include light? Does it include gas? You need to know so you can budget properly. So you need to know um, that. So... Once you figure out where you're going to stay, you need to use Google Maps to know how you're going to get to school. What are the buses? If you're going to be using buses, you know, what bus card do you need? Do you have a student discount that you can get from the bus? Find out from people. Get get a bus pass of some sort. Also, you need to know how you're going to get to the place, uh, how you're going to get to your, to the, to the, after you land in the state, how you're going to get to school. Who's going to pick you up from the airport? Usually, if you reach out to resource centers of the international uh, international student, they they would probably help you. They'll probably have resources, people that pick up people from the airport. No, not people that pick up people. But um, ISA International Student Association will usually have buses that will come pick up people. If you've made connections with fellow Nigerians or people from your country or even other international students, they can also arrange to come and pick you. So you need to know, very important, picking you up that day. Okay, once you land, you need to also go shopping for things like um, a jacket, you know, beddings, pans, plates, 
you don't need to bring that from your home country. Please get them when you land because you will need them. We'll talk about another episode of taking care of yourself, cooking versus eating out. I wouldn't do that in this episode because there's so much to talk about in that episode. So be aware, those are your accommodation uh, techniques. Make sure you know where you're going to stay. Make sure you know the distance from your school to where you're staying. Make sure you know the bills. The bills are paid every month. Know that you have enough money to cover bills for at least two months or three months. In my own case, I had to have two or three months of rent. I was paying, I believe it was $500 every month for a one bedroom. It came inclusive with everything. So I didn't need to pay gas or light or internet. So that was good. So make sure you sign, make sure your lease agreements are very important. Do not sign something you do not understand. Thank you to ChatGPT. You can chuck in your lease agreement into a ChatGPT and you can find out the conditions. Make sure you know that. Also, make sure you know who you're probably going to be staying with. Are you going to be staying with undergrad students? Are you going to be staying with international students? It goes a long way because undergrad students tend to party a lot. So you need to know what the structure is like. You need to also know uh being someone that's an international student that is studying in the evening you need to know how you're going to walk around in the evenings are you going to be working from school late are you going to be a library person i never went to the library i personally don't think libraries work for me i study at home while watching netflix i'm sorry but that's how i study so i'm always at home so you need to know if you're someone that studies in the library how late can you be always make sure that you have a form of id on you when you're walking around in the US, never walk around in the US without having some form of ID. Yes, that means you need to carry your international passport around until you get a driver's license. We'll talk about the driver's license. The next bit is graduate assistantships. Now, there's this notion that I always get from people who call me and say, I want a scholarship. I want to be able to come and study in the US and I want a scholarship. I will tell you right now, Everybody in the U.S. wants that same scholarship. Who do you think they're going to give it to? You have to be on ground for you to get a scholarship. So what do I say about assistantships? You cannot get graduate assistantships by writing the professor. Well, you can if you have very good grades and you have very good research experience. You might be able to get an offer. But for me, I didn't get an offer for graduate assistantship until I came to the U.S. And how did I do that? I kept on emailing different professors. I went through their profiles, I saw what they had worked on, and I kept on asking, hey, I wanna work on this project with you. So there's one thing I'm gonna say right now about getting assistantships, and that word is persistence. There is no way someone is gonna take you serious if you do not persist. It is you that wants a graduate assistantship, it is you that knows how important it is, you have to fight to get an assistantship. And how do you get one? Go and read up the research of what your professor is working on. If you have the skills, requ uh, requisite skills, reach out to them. My advisor was working on Apache Spark project, video project. Hey, I've done Python, I've done Spark, I know how to do this. And I kept on hounding until I got one. So what are assistantships? So this is the first thing. A guy's assistantship is not a scholarship. It's an assistantship. So for Prairie View, where I went to, International students had a particular fixed amount of money. I don't know how much the fee is now, but I think it was around 7000 every semester for three classes. With an assistantship, with a graduate assistantship, 
I got 3500 paid off and I had to pay only 3500 With an assistantship, you get 1500 So that's how it works. So you need to know how to get them. And usually what you need to do is to go onto the professor's profile and read up on what they're working on. When I mean read up, I don't mean glance. I mean download the project they're working on, put it up on your computer, run the experiments, have some insights. You need to bring value to the table. It's an assistantship. It's a, it can be a research assistantship or a graduate assistantship. For me, I did some research. I taught some class. An advantage Nigerians, Nigerian international students have is the command of English. So typically what I've noticed, and I don't know if this is still the case, is Nigerian students tend to be giving classes to teach than their Chinese counterpart because they speak better English than their international Chinese counterpart. So you would tend to do your graduate assistantship as like a teaching assistantship. It is fine. You just need the money. You need tuition waiver to bring out your to bring down your fees, and then you need to get paid. You would get paid uh, a good amount. So use networking to your advantage. Speak to the gallery coordinator. You know, ask questions. Ask questions. Make sure you keep on hounding on wanting assistantship and you will typically get it lastly what i want to talk about i don't know if it's lastly but the third point is preparing for grad school now it sounds counterintuitive i'm already in grad school but there's one thing most people do not know once you start your grad school you're going to graduate and you need to start making sure uh, you graduate well so you need to know what are the classes you're taking? Do not let anyone give you classes to take. You're a graduate student, not an undergrad student. You should have an idea and a plan of what you want to do. So, what are the classes you want to take? What are the research opportunities that you want to, to explore? You need to know how to do that. So, an example for me, when I came in, I knew I wanted to take analysis of algorithms, I wanted to take computer architecture, and I wanted to take, I can't remember the last one I took, but I took three grad classes. And the reason why is because if you don't state that, they would assign any class to you that you must take. If you're not mentally prepared for those classes, you can do that, but you need to be able to, you need, you need, you can decide what you want to, what you want to take. So that's an adjustment you can, you have to make a social adjustment. Like, Hey, this is the class I want to take. Sometimes he might say, uh, your graduate coordinator might say, no, 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 uh, you don't have this prerequisite class. You need to take this class insist that you want to take a particular sequence of classes. Research why you are going to that school. Look at the coursework that they've done. Look for the assignments of the past that you can plug into. So you need to make those cultural and social adjustments. You need to also know how to manage your time wisely because now you have three. So a full-time student is a student that takes the minimum number of classes to be considered full-time. As an international student, you cannot take less than the minimum classes. So you have to manage your time well because there's a time commitment to your grad classes and there's a time commitment to your graduate assistant classes. So you need to effectively plan your time. You need to, so if you're gonna be someone that's gonna be taking a bus to school, you need to know where the bus times are. You need to know how long it takes to walk from your house to the bus station. You need to know how long the bus will take to go to where you're going. You need to know how long it will take for you to walk from when they drop you off to your class. You cannot say you're late. You have to plan appropriately. You need to make sure that you 
adjust your mindset. Everyone is time-based here. Everyone wants to do things in quickly and fast. No one has time for slackers. If you do not step up for most of these things, you are going to get dropped like hot potato. So you need to know when, you know, to step up your things. Because everything is, you know, you have to make sure you keep your grades. So you cannot fail any of your classes. Your full-time classes, you have to be making considerable progress in your graduate students. You need the job as well to pay your bills. Mind you, remember you had two or three months of money when you're coming in. You, that means you need to have a graduate assistantship job if you don't have enough cash buffer. That money, that salary from the graduate assistantship helps you to pay your bills so you can keep you know keep the oil going pretty much so i hope that covers us so that's how you prepare uh, for grad school i hope this has been meaningful to summarize we talked about uh, finding accommodation process you know making sure that you find the right place for you to stay you know uh, how to get to school where to live you know how to get a car if you have uh, a community that can help you with that it depends on where you are living uh, we talked about the garage assistantship, you know, how to get one, making sure you persist with um, researchers and people that do uh, give out these assistantships. The department also gives out some of this assistantship, so sometimes they do have some of this available. And you need to also make sure um, that you network with people, find out what they're doing, find out where the opportunities are. Don't act like you're an island. Always make sure you ask questions. Last we talked about grad school, picking the right classes, knowing what classes you want to do, uh, making sure you adjust accordingly to your time, uh, making sure you get to work early, making sure you deliver on your grades, and uh, and things like that. So I hope this has been um, quite encouraging um, for you. Uh, this has uh, been my story. This is how I settled into grad school. These were the uh, small nuts and bolts that um, I had to tweak. Uh, to get in here and to making sure that um, I landed appropriately. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you think about this episode. Uh, thank you very much and thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Leapfrog Chapma. I hope it brought you valuable insights and stories that resonate with your journey. If you have any thoughts to share, questions, or want to send a voice note with your feedback, please visit our website at leapprojector.io. You will find a contact from there. I would love to hear from you and feature your voice in a future episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, some of which are Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Player FM. Your subscriptions and reviews help us grow and reach more listeners, and I truly appreciate each one of them. Also, check out our merch store on leapwithjackman.io website for some cool t-shirts and hoodies. Perfect show for showing your support for the show. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll dive even deeper into the experiences and challenges of international education and careers. Until then, keep leaping forward and thanks again for being part of the Leap with Jackman community. <laughs>